0: Good Nerev Shabbos, Parshas Vayetze. It's unbelievable, many Sadiqim uh, express the idea that possibly just the very name of the Parsha has an influence over the theme of the Parsha. And it's, it's basically Vayetze Yaakov Mi Vayelach Harona, that Yaakov is coming out of being, in, I guess in the shadows of his illustrious Grandfather and father, Avram and Yitzchak. And now he's going out to basically manifest his kochos, kochos nefesh, by getting married, having children, and uh, dealing with a lot of the stories that he had to deal with. Uh, one of the ideas I think that's very crucial is to know that there's not a single break in the Parsha. It was from the very beginning of the Parsha all the way to the end. There's, there's no white space in the Sefer Torah. You know, it's all, it's all letters. there's no I mean, there's space between the words, but there's no psuche or stuma um, indicating a, a new chapter. And it's all just line after line after line, no break. And there's a lot of depth in that. I'm not going to get really into it, but uh, it kind of indicates that it's all one story. And there's so many different episodes in this story. But to understand this is all part of the necessary development of Yaakov's manifesting his kochus nefesh. Okay, but what I really wanted to focus on is this idea that Yaakov went down to sleep in this place. And it seems to be that he was going up, leaving Eretz Israel, and he's like had a V8 moment, I guess I'm dating myself, but he had, what, how could I have just passed by the place, HaMakam, where Avram Yitzchak, my father and grandfather, had this unbelievable encounter with the Kodesh Baruch and I didn't daven there. So he went back to Davan in that place. And Hashem made the sun go down very quick in order that he would slumber there for the night. Of course, he wouldn't go to sleep until he davened Mairev, but he established Mairev, so he was the one who, uh, he, after davening, he went to sleep. And when he had, before he went to sleep, he gathered the stones and put it around his head, and um, he had this unbelievable dream. I'll tell you a little bit about, more about the dream in a moment. The dream that Yaakov had has tremendous symbolism and significance. And but just a couple words that are repeating itself here in the Torah. Va'yivka b'makom, va'yivkach me'avne hamakom, va'yishkav bamakom. So in that one pasuk, you have b'makom, hamakom, and bamakom three times. Um, and I think the significance is, uh, I saw it years ago in a sefer called Tuva Arutz from the Talmudia Arizal. And he says the word makom is Gematria one eighty six, and one eighty six is an interesting manifestation of um, a relationship with the Koshborhu that we have, and it's basically the makom is a when you take the name of Hashem Yudke Vovke, those four letters of Hashem, and you, you do you develop it develop the name of Hashem with, with a method known as Hakka with a collision, with a smiting, with a beatdown. Well, how does that mean? What's the beatdown? Is you take the yud, and you smash it into the other yud. So yud times yud, 10 times 10 is 100. Then you take the hay of Hashem's name, hay times hay, 5 times 5 is 25. Then you take vav times vav, that's 36. So 125, and then 36 is 161. And then you get to take the final hey of Hashem's name. And five times five again, plus the one sixty one twenty five is 186. Now, the significance is that there are certain times that we use a, uh, usually in consoling a person, where ha yinachem when a person lost a loved one. ha yimalech uh, the makam shall fill your lacking, Um, there's a couple other places where we we use the terminology on mokam, and usually it's in response to some kind of negative experience that a person had. And the negative experience seems to be some kind of loss, or some kind of disappointment, or some kind of haka, some kind of banging, some kind of uh, difficult situation. And I think that this is part of the, the significance that later on, when he uh, wakes up from his dream, he says, <laughs> and I didn't know it, which, what do you mean you didn't know it? And he went there to Daven because of Avram Yitzchak had this revelation. Um and then it says, How awesome is this place? This is nothing other than the house of God and the gate and portal to the heavens. And, um, and then it says, This place is now going to be known as the house of God. Okay? Now, um, thinking about this, we could get a little insight into the idea of what Yaakov's statement of that uh, he, when he says Behold, God is in this place and I didn't know it. It seems to be the concept of ha- the place. In other words, sometimes people think that the most easy or way of connecting to Koshborhu is when everything's c- coming up roses, when everything's good, when everything's easy. So maybe part of what Yaakov's experiencing, this first real um, encounter of going to the unknown and a challenge after Eliphaz has robbed him of all of his possessions, after he had to run away from his uh, brother, going to his uncle who was a cheater, life is not looking so great for Yaakov. So, But then he has a revelation of Hashem that Hashem promises he's not abandoning him until he fulfills all his promises. So then he says, oh, that th- there is value in in having an experience of challenge in life. And that maybe is what ha is. That va ba va you know, by, all the lessons of makom. And uh, it seems to be that that's the... Uh, one of the lessons we should learn that um, that whenever we have challenges, whenever we have difficulties, this is all a gift from Akash Baruch Hu, that He's giving us these challenges in order to help us manifest the true greatness that we have hidden inside of ourselves. And Hashem should help us that we should always recognize that whatever challenge we have, really, really, really are the most important Things that Kajborhu has faith that we could handle it. Hashan would never give us a challenge if we couldn't handle it. And therefore, we should feel this feeling of um I forgot the terminology in, in English where a person feels validated or feels empowered, maybe empowered that they that God trusts that they could do this. I'll tell you a story soon. Um one of my dear friends, Aaron Eliezer Zimmer, Zimmer, Shlita, he, uh, called me up and says, I have a treasure. I said, well, what's your treasure? He says, I have a box of tapes from a Friedlander's the Echat the of Nevei, the Posek, the Posek of Neve, the, my Kolel and the of many people who were Zorchat to come his way. And so I was, I put in the, uh, the cassette and was listening to, uh, tape, and he tells a crazy Misa. I don't know the names, but one, uh, a very hush of yid, but he's a businessman, and he is a partner with a, a rebbe. A rebbe. But the, the thing is that his he was, um, I guess, retailing in those days. You didn't go to, you didn't have a store, and people came to your store. You would go with your box, and you'd go peddle your wares from house to house. And that's how he made his Parnassah. So one day his partner, this Rebbe, says to him, Chaim, I'm just making up the name, Chaim, tell me, how do you do this? How do you put yourself in such a difficult situation? You know, you go into a person's house, you might end up being alone with a, a, a married woman or a, a member of the opposite gender. How 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 do you... Have the koach to make sure you you won't be in a predicament. So he said, I'll tell you what. You know, every night before I go to sleep, we say, You mm-hmm. know, I'm giving my neshama back to you, Hashem. So when I go back to sleep at night, I say, Hashem, listen, I'm giving you back my, my neshama. If tomorrow, I'm not going to do at least as good as today or better. Don't give it back to me. I don't want to go down. I only want to go up. And this way, when I wake up in the morning and I see Hashem tr- gave me entrusted in the, the Neshama back to me, I feel that validation and that empowerment that Hashem has faith that I can actually make today better than yesterday. And that's how I'm able to survive you know, all the challenges that might pop its way up, I'm very cautious to make sure that I'm going to live up to God's expectation of my capacity. Hashem should bless us that we should always live up to our Hashem's expectation of our capacity. And this way, this way if we do that, then we'll definitely be crucial and vital in bringing Moshiach Tzidkenu b'mehar b'menu. Amen.